Hello everyone, welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. For the past two episodes, we have been exploring the concept of exercise is medicine with our medical director, Dr. George Cho. We have seen that exercise can prevent and treat many chronic diseases. In this episode, Dr. Cho ends his lecture by discussing the role that exercise has in disease reversal. We ultimately hope that you will be fully convinced that exercise is indeed medicine. And we hope many of you will be inspired to start living a physically active lifestyle today. All right. So we, I think we've shown that the science demonstrates that exercise prevents chronic diseases, exercise treats chronic diseases. And I want to end off on the concept of does exercise as a part of a healthy lifestyle, does it actually help change the direction of diseases? Now, this is really important. Can exercise change the direction of our chronic diseases? And I believe the answer is yes. They did a study on depression. Mental health is huge these days, yes? So they did a study on depression, and they found that those who are meeting the physical activity guidelines, and I'll talk to you later about what the physical activity guidelines are, that they, those who are meeting those guidelines were actually had a 42% remission. The word remission means changing direction in their, in their depression. These are people who had major depressive disorder, the official diagnosis for depression. They actually were able to change the course of their depression by meeting the physical activity guidelines. They did another study where they found that by simply walking, that you're preventing the shrinkage in certain parts of the brain. Now, as you get older, certain parts of your brain actually starts to shrink. Did you know this? Okay, it actually starts, this is why people get things like Alzheimer's and it's kind of like lose their memory and things like that because of parts of the brain like the hippocampus, which is very important for memory, these parts start to shrink. Well, what they did was they did a study and they put people on a walking program three times per week, 40 minutes per session. Does it sound like too much? Not too much, right? Three times per week, 40 minutes per session. And it was kind of a vigorous walk. What they found and they did this in 120 older adults. And what they found was that not only did it, did it halt, and they did this for a, a total of one year, okay? One year of walking, three days a week, 40 minutes. What they found was that not only did it halt the shrinking in the brain, they actually, it, the, the brain actually started to gain mass. So they actually started to they reverse the shrinking and change its course. Isn't that amazing? So here, there's a quotation from that paper. It says, exercise training increases hippocampal volume by 2%, effectively reversing age-related loss in volume by one to two years. A 2% increase in hippocampal volume is equivalent to adding between one and two years worth of volume to the hippocampus for this age group. One year of walking adds two years worth of hippocampal volume. How many think that's a good use of one year? <laughs> I would say the answer is yes. Okay, and it's not, it's not running marathons. It's not like doing the tough mutter. This is walking, okay? And you're, you're changing the course of that, de de of that degeneration. So I think this is really, really amazing. I think part of that is part of what we talked about, the growth of the, of the, the neurons and things like that. And of course, I, I referred to this study um, last time but they put people, they want to see, you know how your heart, uh, your arteries can get clogged with cholesterol and things like that? 
right? They want to say, okay, can exercise and as a part of a healthy lifestyle, can actually open up those arteries? And they found that the answer is yes. They told people to get go on a low-fat vegetarian diet, do aerobic physical activity, stop smoking, and do some stress management. And what they found was that those who are just uh, who are not exercising, who are not on the healthy lifestyle, they actually continued to clog up the arteries. So the arteries kept on getting narrower and narrower, whereas those who are on the healthy lifestyle program, they actually start to open up the arteries. Isn't that amazing? Right. So they're without uh, intervention of uh, like surgery and stuff like that, they're actually opening up these arteries naturally by just following a healthy lifestyle. This is tremendously amazing. Okay. Now I want to compare exercise to actually medicines. Right. To close off here, does exercise to can it when you compare it to medical like surgeries and pills, is there any comparison? Right. So let's take a look. First, remember that study about depression? The remission was 42% in people who are exercising compared to those who are not. Did you know that antidepressants, the remission rates with antidepressants is also about 42%, which means that the effect of exercise was similar and comparable to, uh, uh, to antidepressant drugs. Okay, this is really, really, I want to point this, I want to emphasize this because when people have depression, they're often put on medications, yes, with all the horrible side effects and all that stuff, and they say you have to take this for life. Rarely are they told that exercise has a similar effect as these medications. In, but instead of mentioning the exercise, and not, not to even mention the diet, but they don't even mention the exercise, they just say, Go on these medications, you have to take the medications for life. You're gonna go through these side effects and so forth. Exercise has a similar effect as the, the as the drug, as well. The side effects are only positive side effects. Yes, the only negative thing is that you sweat a little bit. Okay? That's the only negative side effect of exercise. Everything else is beneficial. Alright? So next time you know somebody, you have a loved one that might be going through low mood or maybe that have depression, or maybe yourself, you're going through a hard time, think about this. Think about, can exercise, aerobic exercise, can it help me? I, I believe that the answer is yes. In fact, um, you know Hillary Clinton, right? Um, she says that after she lost in the elections to Donald Trump, that she obviously uh, went through a very low time. And she said that what actually helped her was actually walking through the woods, uh, spending a lot of time just walking in the woods. and. Uh, and that actually helped you with your mood and things like that, which is very, which, which makes sense if you look at the science. Walking and exercise helps you with your mood. All right, how about metformin? How many of you have heard of metformin? Can exercise as part of a healthy lifestyle, can it even compare to metformin? The answer is yes. They told people to go on a low-fat diet, 150 minutes of physical activity per week, and they said achieve 7% uh, weight, uh, weight loss. And what they found was that the lifestyle group had better results compared to those who were on standard metformin uh, treatment. In fact, the, the people on, uh, on the lifestyle program, they reduced their chances of diabetes by 58% compared to placebo. The metformin group had a 31% reduction in risk. Okay? Now, I just want to point out, uh, they, did people who, they, they studied people who were close to getting diabetes, so they didn't have diabetes. And so you might be saying, well, they don't use metformin to actually prevent diabetes, which is true. If you're close to getting diabetes, they won't give you metformin. 
But the point of this study is to show you, they put, the point of the study is to show you how powerful a lifestyle uh, intervention is, okay? So yes, it's true that metformin is not used to prevent diabetes uh, generally. However, it tells you when you compare lifestyle with, diabetes, with the diabetes drug, how powerful the lifestyle intervention actually is. It did better than the drug. And this is really important because lots of people, most, most of us, when we think of what's the most powerful thing you can do for your body, they'll say, the most powerful thing is to take a drug because drugs are powerful. Yes, which is true. Drugs are powerful. They have powerful effects. But the point is that exercise, exercise and a healthy lifestyle also has powerful effects on your body as well. Yes? Okay. How about surgeries? Does exercise, can exercise outcompete surgeries? Okay. This is uh, really interesting. Um, you know, they, you, you would think that surgery is probably the most powerful thing you could do upon your body, right? You're actually going in and fixing the problem. Well, what they did a study here, and they told people to cycle, to do stationary biking for 12 months, and they compared it to those people who got a stent, like, you know, the balloon where they open up your arteries surgically, and they looked at it over time, okay, what happens, and what they found was that the group that was actually doing the cycling actually had better results than those who underwent the surgery. Okay, listen to this. Event-free survival was 70% in the surgery group, 88% in the exercise group. As in, the exercise group had a better chance of surviving without any heart events, like no heart attack and things like that. Okay, they did better than those who had surgery. The exercise group had 20% increase in their uh, in their um, uh, maximal exercise capacity, whereas those who did not, uh, did, they just went surgery, obviously did not improve their physical fitness. The exercise group had a 30, 32%, 32% of the people in the exercise group had disease progression, but the surgery group had a 40, 47% of patients uh, continue to progress in their disease. So what this tells you is that exercise in some cases can actually have more effective results than even surgery. And another thing, the exercise training cost $37,000, whereas the uh, surgery, surgery group, over time, they cost about two times as much. So pretty much, uh, exercise doesn't cost that much as compared to the surgery group. So this is really important because when we think about what's the most powerful thing on your body, we, all th we often think, it's the, it's the medical procedures and it's the drugs. But there's evidence to suggest that a healthy lifestyle can also have a very powerful effect on your body. And so I wanna say, it's not that, it's not exercise or a pill. I would say exercise is like a pill, except it has uh, no, uh, no negative side effects. If we had a pill that conferred all the confirmed health benefits of exercise, would we not do everything humanly possible to see to it that everyone had access to this wonder drug? Would it not be the most prescribed pill in the history of mankind? I think we all know the answer to these questions. This is by a medical doctor. See, if we had, the, if we had a pill that had all the benefits of exercise, it would be the most prescribed drug in the history of mankind. We would make sure that every single person had that pill. But pretty much all of us can go and get that pill. When you want to get medicine, you need to get a prescription. Exercise, you do not need to get a prescription for exercise. You can just go out and do it yourself. You, can, you don't need to go to the drugstore. You can do exercise 
and it is that pill. So I want to really encourage you uh, to go out and exercise. You're doing a world of good for your body, and it's never too late. Go out and exercise, and you experience tremendous health benefits if you do that. Thank you. That brings us to the conclusion of Dr. Cho's lecture on exercise is medicine. We hope that you now view exercise in a totally different light. Exercise is not just to get fit, to look good, or to lose weight, but exercise is actually medicine. But more importantly, we hope that you and your loved ones will actually start living a physically active lifestyle. We want to thank the Mount Gilead Seventh-day Adventist Church for hosting the lecture, and we sincerely thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, please remember to subscribe to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. To learn more about the clinic, please go to www.pathwaystoholeness.ca. So we hope you'll join us next time for another episode. And until then, remember, your lifestyle is medicine.